Hello there darlings, it is I, Poppy Merriweather. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. This is a simple story but not an easy one to tell so I won't. And with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! Hooray! And I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercup. And... We are your hosts. We are. You always sound hesitant before you introduce yourself. I always... I Well, I forget my name. Well, to be fair, yes. I have many personalities. <laughs> I was going to say, we are, we're known by many names. We are. Especially in states where we might be wanted. Well, that's, that's you. That's, that's you. Nope, nope. I have a clean criminal record. Really? Oh, yes, because you're running for president. Exactly. Because that makes As far as anyone in the United States government is concerned, Lady A, total pro, no criminal record. That, okay. That made it sound like something totally different, but it was more steampunk after dark talk if I really oh, dear. about it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not that kind of pro. Oh, well. Like, professional individual. Oh, see, you probably should have said that. Said that. All right. Don't go for... Good side note. Or maybe, you know, you never know. I'm going to say you probably want to expand on that when you say it rather than saying... Just that I'm a pro. that you're a pro. You you never know what the good people of this country are going to need. Sometimes that means somebody that's got great negotiation skill. Negotiation well, you can skills. be a yeah. yeah, but you can be a professional. Being a professional sounds better than being a pro. Well, if you are a gentleman or a lady that's a pro in a certain realm, I'll bet your negotiation skills are second to none. Oh, yeah. Well, that's steampunk after dark's talk. No, that's totally that's steampunk. That's after, not that's, that's, that's not, not appropriate. This, that's that's not appropriate for this all ages. Well, not all ages. PG-13 show. Yes, this is not a... I don't think this is... We're kind of a Ghostbusters PG. Yes. Have you ever gone back and watched PG movies from the 80s and gone, wow. Yes. I just... I recently watched... uh, Well, not recently, but I own Monster Squad. Yeah. Which is a movie that is a questionable childhood movie that all I could remember was one particular phrase... Being, about a wolf man. About a wolf man that was and his and his uh, anatomy. genitals. Anatomy. Yes, his his private anatomy, and uh, being hollered at that in surprise, which I'm not quite sure why that was surprising, but yeah, yeah, no, but, I agree. Because but at the it's same, not like the fish man that you would be surprised. Yes, but at the same, he's a mammal. Yes, but at the same time, that was the thing that the only thing that I remembered with any. <laughs> With any clarity about Monster Squad and then watching it as an adult, then realizing that there is a lot of questionable, there's a lot of questionable stuff going on in this yeah. movie. Well, back, like, back in our day. Oh, we're going to yeah, pr- well, totally age ourselves now. Yeah, we, oh, come on. <laughs> 
Everybody who listens to this show knows how old we are. Yes. So old. We're young at heart. Yes. But not in physicality. No. So old. But yes, no, we were both children of the 80s. Yes. And it, it just meant parental guidance. It yes. It wasn't an R and it wasn't a G. It right. just meant maybe parents, you don't want your kids watching this, maybe you're okay with right. it. You, th- there's which a good is, chance your children might ask questions. Right, which is yes. why, like, Ghostbusters, for yes. example, which would not be a PG movie these days, was uh, Monster Squad, The Sandlot, Goonies. Well, no, Goonies was Black okay. Cauldron. Black Cauldron was a Disney movie. I know, that should not have been a... And it was the only PG Disney movie there was at the time. It was terrifying. It was... T- okay, Bambi is better... No! Bambi is a solid no. G, and it's not any less traumatizing no. than the Black Cauldron. No, but Black Cauldron was 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 pretty dark. Gremlins was, was a PG. Yeah, Gremlins also, the whole thing. And there were lots of cursing and smoking and drinking and sexual yes. innuendo in those but Grem- movies. But Gremlins, let me point out one of the things that, that as, a, as an adult going back and watching Gremlins that disturbed me, was the fact that Gremlins has a whole underlying story of poor Phoebe Cates talking about the trauma of her childhood about her father dying in the chimney dressed as Santa Claus. Oh my god, that is where that trope comes from. Yes! <laughs> and and, and that she tells it very matter-of-factly and then everyone kind of ignores her and moves on in the movie. And then, but as a child... <laughs> As a child watching it, you don't even really. <laughs> you were just, you just horrified. You were horrified, fixated but, on that. But also, you, but you also just kind of went because it didn't have anything to do with Gremlins. So who cares? Yeah, so and who then, wrote that in there? But then, as Gremlins an, writers, yes, what were you doing? But then, as an adult, going back and rewatching that, and then that's a thing. Like that's the thing. One of the things that I fixated on as an adult, going, this is very disturbing. This is the most what? horrifying thing like, that I've ever seen that's related to Christmas. Right, and also... And that includes Lifetime movies and that one episode well, of Superma- Supernatural. Yes, and also, what were the adults that took me to see this movie thinking? Also, why would a grown man try, cl- try to climb into a chimney? Can we just address that? He was trying to be Santa for yeah, his family. Yeah, it but was, he's it, not going to fit. They made the story, it made it sound all endearing and sad. No, 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 they, no, no. It was it was horrible. That was it a was Darwin award moment. May, like, probably. You are a grown man, you do not fit in chimney. Yeah, that no. was about why back in the day they used seven-year-olds. Oh, see, that oh, wouldn't have made it any better. No, it's not better. It's actually horrifying. Yeah, no, just go in. If you really want to depress yourselves. Yeah, look up the, the history of chimney sweeps. Yeah, look up soot wart. Yeah. Specifically. Oh, God. The cancer. Soot rot? That, soot rot, yeah. Yes. Yeah, or soot The soot cancer wart, yeah. that puberty brought you. Yes, no, that but was. But no, no, no. Terrible. And and I also feel also like I should mention. Also, very steampunk and Victorian. Super, super Victorian, super steampunk. <laughs> uh, also, it happened to girls and boys. Yes. And they had to climb in those chimneys naked. And it was not warm Mm-mm. back in the day. Uh, so I well, no, because also the 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 they could the chimneys were like the fireplaces weren't lit when they were doing this, so it no, was cold. It was and cold and cramped and full of soot, soot. and carcinogens. And creosote is not a thing that you want to be inhaling. No, no. Or, or getting into on, any on, of your mucous yes. membranes, yeah. which they were. Um, yeah, so fun times. Yes. Not that not that factory jobs were any safer for children, but no, 
No, no. Back in the day. Yeah, no, that's one of those arguments that people are like, you know, things were different back in... It's like, yes, they were worse. Yes. For everyone. Well, not for everyone, but for most people. Yes. No, it's definitely... <laughs> but also, when Humans looking... are awful, guys. Oh, no. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> we it's might... going to be a sad road if we do that. We might be a little... So what... So, uh... We well, have, we have all sorts about of... about how humans are awful. Oh, yes. We, you're yeah. running for president. <laughs> yes, I am <laughs> running for president Everyone. of this great nation. Yes. Uh, also that I think I've dis- devised a foolproof way to get in, like, a way that not only will get me elected, uh-huh. but will get me re-elected. Oh. Yeah, and... and well, so are you going to pay everyone? There. No, I can't afford to do that. Okay, all right. Well, I don't have then. that kind of money. Oh, all right. Unless well. you want to donate to the Clockwork Cabaret. Clockworkcabaret.com, there's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation via PayPal or become a patron of the arts just in case you want to, you know, pay me to do that. Um, that, was, that was good. That's good. I, yeah. That was, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. No, that was <laughs> super topical. <laughs> but I've discovered, okay, so I don't know if the rest of the world has noticed they might have. They might have noticed this thing happening in the United States right now, uh, where fear-mongering seems to be a very effective presidential tool. Oh, no. What are you going to be a... F- what, what are you going to well, fear-monger against? Well, I mean, uh, that apparently, from what I can tell from the polls and the way that the yeah. election has been going, we're not going to get political, but we're going to get a little bit political. Uh Fear, apparently, is a very strong motivating force for the American people right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... And you know what you... You know the thing that unifies a country the most? You know the thing that clearly um, brings people together and makes them passionate about a, a singular person that might not super be qualified to alcohol? run the country? Not alcohol. Oh. The person that might not be super qualified in all other respects, but they feel loud. confident in them because they're you loud. Know, they're afraid. No, no. Uh, it, it, and loud is a part of it. Okay. It's uh, you, that you have to make them afraid. And and there is a certain candidate out there that we won't not mention by name, but he has um, inexplicable skin tone and some even more inexplicable hair. I think y'all know who I'm talking about. And he's been he's been unifying the people the people behind his camp right. with a fear against like people that are inside the borders right like you know people that are already here in America. Yes. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to unify the people of America with fear against people who are outside the borders. Oh, yeah, wait. other people that live in other countries. No, that might be a way to well, not start people. War. Well, that's what we're going to do. Oh, really? War? Yeah. Well, war that's... is a great unifying force. It, it gives us confidence in ourselves as a nation. It gives us a common enemy. It helps unify us all under one banner. And, and so who are you who are you focusing your ire on? Well, I mean, I know you how you feel about Luxembourg or was it well, Liechtenstein? Which one was it? Both. Both. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm not a fan of either country. Yes. They're tiny and too full of themselves. Oh. And also kicked me out. I tried to be in charge of both of them and neither one of them let me oh. stay. So so is so that a personal vendetta? Is that who we're going to No, no, later. Oh, oh, okay. Later. Okay. Later. So you who gotta, are you? You've got to unify everybody behind you first. So um after we abolish all deer. Okay. Uh we're going to go to war against koalas. Just koalas. In general, yes. 
but most koalas so, in other countries live in zoos, so you can't really bomb zoos. So, might so what you're saying is you're going to go to war with Australia? I don't want to go to war with the people of Australia. Just the country. I just want to go to war with the animals that live within their borders. I don't... Okay. Yeah, the people are not, fine. I don't have okay. a problem with Australians as a people. They are tall, generally speaking. I don't know why, but they seem to be very tall. Yes. And friendly, and they like to drink. And, Which is all things Yeah, for, and they like yeah. to barbecue. Yes, all, all things, things I can we get like. behind. Yeah. Uh, but the animals that live in their their in their with on their on their island continent, terrifying, awful. You don't want them to invade I here. I don't want them to exist. Yes, their very uh, existence is an affront to us as America, especially spiders. Because you know what's hap- You know what's about to take place in Sydney right now? No, what? It's about to get covered with spiders. Oh, yeah. They're forecasting a very spidery summer in Ooh. Sydney, Australia. Ooh. And that's just not right. That is Like, not the right. rest of the world doesn't want to have to see that. Sydney, I'm sure you don't want to have to cope with it either. So let us invade, kill all your animals, go to war with your animals, and then you are free from these nightmarish creatures. We, we liberate you, Australia. And then I get, I get to, you know, unify rule. and rally America and rule. I'm not really sure that that is an argument that that the American people will get behind. Really? Have you listened to any of the rhetoric? Well, well, yes, but... I think I I I can convince Americans to go to war against Australian animals. There's a certain candidate out there that's saying that they're going to build a wall in between us and Mexico and somehow make Mexico pay for it? I think my logic is sounder than that. Well, I also believe that the Mm -hmm. Prime Minister of Canada has decided that they're going to erect a wall between Canada and the United States and then get us to pay for it. So, yeah. Or, I mean, not us, because I am not actually an American citizen and I cannot vote in this election as I was born in international waters. However. That's the only reason you're getting away with not voting for me. Yes. However. That is what I have been told by someone. Several Canadians. Yes, Canadians, and it made me laugh. And I actually asked if I could get on the other side of the wall before they built it because... They won't let you on the other side of the wall. No, apparently. No. And you hate cold. No, it's true. I I don't like being cold. And, and also, Canada is made of cold. It is. It's they 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 export it <laughs> to other places. <laughs> they like, yeah. Have you ever heard of an Arctic blast? It's always coming down from Canada. Yes. Stupid Canada. Arctic blasts. Oh. I won't go to war with Canada. Can't, we can we can make negotiate a peace treaty. I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna build a wall between us I'm and Mexico. I'm not sure our Australian listeners. How, how else? No, because well, I'm not going partic- to war with them. Oh, you're not going to war with them. I'm just not, the just, just the animals. The animals. That's so like the koalas, koalas, the kangaroos, kangaroos the platypuses, the wombats. Well, platypuses are horribly poisonous. So yes, the what else? Wombats. The beard. The 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 uh, well, the lizard things. They can what are stay. They? The lion crested lizard. Yeah, they can things. stay. The Jesus lizards. So they're, yes. they're kind of awesome. We'll, we'll we'll spare them. Oh, so you so you probably just should make a list. Awful animals. So you should spiders just make a list. definitely on the list. But I but Sharks. I happen to love the tawny frog mouts. You can't. Tawny get frog mouths aren't on the list. Okay, you're gonna Do have they, to make wait, a list. Wait, wait, are they poisonous? Because they if they're poisonous, be. they're I mean, on the list. They might be because it's Australia. box jellyfish. We're we're just carpet bombing the ocean. We're just getting rid of everything in the ocean. Cause right every, there. Yeah, well, well, lionfish and rockfish and sharks and box jellies and spotted ringed octopus, all deadly. Oh, We're yeah, just going to carpet bomb the ocean because the ocean is just dead to everyone. 
And also, sometimes there are crocodiles in it, because it's not horrible enough, it also has to be full of crocodiles. Carpet bomb the ocean, get rid of crocodiles, definitely get rid of koalas. I'm, I'm actually kind of wondering if, if, there, if Spiders an Australian on the prime list. minister has used this argument to get elected before. I would not be... He can't use it, it's mine. So, <laughs> like, so listeners, because we know we have some Australian listeners. <laughs> Professor Von explain Plano, please. For one... Please let us know if this is something that has been said before. Has any because of your prime ministers that... ever promised to go to war with a specific animal? Because because uh, I feel like this might be it might be something that's already happened. Yes, you might be you might be dredging up the past. It might be it might be hurtful to the Australian people. Well, they're not voting for me. No, but but they might have friends and family in the United States that would then. They've got there's like five Australians here. Oh. There's counted. Like total. Like, there can't be more than that. They don't, people don't leave... Like, they, you know... No one wants to leave Australia. If you can manage to survive all the horrible animals that want to kill you... It sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's beaches and wonderfulness and barbecues and surfing and... Yeah, yeah no. Like, they don't want to... They don't want to leave Australia. Like, they, people no, don't emigrate. Oh, well, some people do, made but... me want to go and live in Australia Did now. I mention the spiders? Did I mention that Sydney is about to be overrun with spiders? I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to Sydney. Did I mention that whole fields sometimes are covered with spider webs? I always for wanted no to go reason? to Perth. I'll bet Perth is covered with spiders. Don't I don't have know. Do you, you never watch the crocodile hunt? I don't know. Everything on that that well, I mean, he would go and poke it a lot. Yes. Well, he'd go poke things with sticks. But everything on that continent wants to kill you. Well, it's true. When a platypus can. Can hurt you. Oh yes, but that's you know only because. But everything. that's only because you upset it. It's poisonous. And it's the world's only poisonous mammal. Yes. Well, that is true. It's, that, also, it's also the only mammal that lays eggs. It's also weird. That's what we're going up against in Australia. Just weirdness. <laughs> Just not right. <laughs> Just like nature. Okay. What right. are you doing? All right, we've now babbled for a good. It's not babbling. This is my campaign. Oh yeah, your campaign for the thing. week. I'm gonna let's. Let's, let's push a button. Let's put push a button because you have gone on far too long. <laughs> when I was down in Woking Town, a funny thing happened to me. Oh, a cylinder fell from the sky above, a scientific curiosity. Well packed inside with large black eyes were these tentacled monstrosities. They seemed quite ill, so they popped back in, and I went home for tea. Some chaps went back waving a white flag. They sat with a ray of heat. They built the war machines and the army came down surrounding the extraterrestrial fiends. But the old heat ray made pretty short work and blew more smithereens. These alien cats were a feisty bunch, as ugly as they were mean. They went ooh la, ooh la. Chances that better things come from Mars were a million to one, they said. But the cylinder dropped and they all jumped out and killed everybody dead. Well, the chances of anything coming from Mars were a million to one, they said. But the cylinder dropped and they all jumped out and killed everybody dead. Well, I scarpered off to Leatherhead in a horse and cart to see my cars. When returning the thing, there was an awful storm and a terrible mechanical buzz. Up ahead through the rain was a frightful sight, an alien fighting machine. With thick black smoke, a big heat ray, and long legs one to three. 
crashed my cart and made a dash and hid in my house overnight. With an artillery man I met on the way who filled me in on the awful fight. The chances of anything come from Mars were a little one, they said. But the cylinder dropped and they all jumped out and killed everybody dead. Well, the chances of anything coming from Mars were a million to one, they said. But the cylinder dropped and they all jumped out and killed everybody dead. So we headed off to Shepparton, where the army took out a tripod. I jumped aboard a boat and went down the Thames and met a sizable man of God. To cut a long story short, I had to knock him out and the aliens fed on his blood. Disgusting. It was a dreadful shame, but life goes on and he was a terribly tedious sort. Now London is covered in the red weed and the aliens are dead. Good show! Humble infections got them after all man's mechanical device could not. Now I'm fit and well and the earth's a mess, but we'll build it back the best we can. Are we such apostles of mercy to complain if the Martians war like man? They're saying, History is about to be made, and you're a part of it. Not an equal part, of course, but an important part nonetheless. I can barely contain my enthusiasm. I'll even erect a statue in your honor. It'll be dedicated to all the faceless, nameless masses destined to die in what will, no doubt, be the bloodiest skirmish in American history. A beautiful bronze testament to you. Good old... What's-her-face. Gee, thanks. You're welcome.
little raindrop oh he was so strong and tall he wasn't worried cause he knew a little rain must fall I fell in love with the demon who had big blue eyes but I'm nobody's baby now should have said she's nobody's baby then. platoon must swell with pride for the nation's youth the cream of which is marching at his side for the fascinating rules and regulations that we share and the quaint and curious costumes that we're called upon to wear now al joined up to do his part defending you and me he wants to fight and bleed and kill and die for liberty. With the hell of war, he's come to grips, policing up the filter tips. It makes a fella proud to be a soldier. When Pete was only in the seventh grade, he stabbed a cop. He's real RA material, and he was glad to swap his switchblade and his old zip gun for a bayonet and a new M1. It makes a fella proud to be a soldier. After Johnny got through basic training, he was a soldier through and through and he was done its effects were so well rooted that the next day he saluted a good humor man an usher and a nun now fred's an intellectual brings a book to every meal he likes the deep philosophers like norman vincent peale he thinks the army's just the thing because he finds it broadening it makes a fella proud to be a soldier flunked out of second grade and never finished school. He doesn't know a shelter half from an entrenching tool, but he's going to be a big success. He heads his class at OCS. It makes a fella proud to be a soldier. Our old mess sergeant's taste buds had been shot off in the war, but his savory collations add to our esprit de corps to think of all the marvelous ways they're using plastics nowadays. It makes a fella proud to be a soldier. Our lieutenant is the up-and-coming type. Played with soldiers as a boy, you just can bet. It is written in the stars. He will get his captain's bars, but he hasn't got enough box tops yet. 
Our captain has a handicap to cope with, sad to tell. He's from Georgia, and he doesn't speak the language very well. He used to be, so rumor has, the dean of men at Alcatraz. It makes a fellow proud to be what as a kid I vowed to be. What luck to be allowed to be a soldier at ease. That was Tom Leher with It Makes a Fellow Proud to Be a Soldier. Before that, we had Tessie O'Shea with I Fell in Love with an Airman. And starting off our set was Captain Koopa T and the Zeppelin crew with War of the Worlds.
back. That last two seconds of silence was Marcel Marceau's newest hit single, Walking in the Wind. And now, here are the headlines. Liberace's Ghost is starring in an all-piano, post-humorous version of Hamilton. Watch for it on Broadway, kids. B. Arthur's estate is being awarded a Medal of Honor for her recently declassified role in counterintelligence during the Cold War. And the Chinese government today claimed the Great Wall was a fraternity prank. Also, the Pope declared today to release Vatican-related bath products. That's right, Vatican-related bath products. An incredible thing. Yeah, it's new, new, a Pope on a rope. That's right, Pope on a rope. Wash with it, go straight to heaven. Lady Addercup, you you can't say that kind of thing. Uh, which kind of thing? Pope on a rope. It's fla- blasphemous. Only if the Pope listens to the show in it. Say, wouldn't it be a thing if he did? The Panda Party, Pope approved. We're going to need shirts. I, I don't think that's how blasphemy works. Oh, my wee little Bavin. My sweet summer child. You have so much to learn about blasphemy and larceny. I can I, teach you. I, I don't want lessons in blasphemy or larceny. Also, I was born in the fall. Too bad. We're in politics now. This is the way things are done. Kiss me goodnight, Sergeant Major. Tuck me in my little wooden bed. We all love you, Sergeant Major. When we hear you falling, show a leg. Don't forget to wake me in the morning and bring me round a nice hot cup of tea. Kiss me goodnight, Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major, be a mother to me. Private Jones came in one night, full of cheer and very bright. He'd been out all day upon the street. He bumped into Sergeant Smeck, put his arms around his neck, and in his ear he whispered tenderly, Quiet, please, quiet, 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 Kiss me tonight, Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major. Suck me in my little wooden bed. Wooden bed. We all love you. Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major. When we hear you bowling, show a leg. Bowling, show a leg. Lolly. Don't forget to wake me in the morning and bring me round the nice hot cup of tea. Hot cup of Kiss me goodnight, Margin Satan. Margin Satan. Margin's Major. Be a mother so may Don't forget to wake me in the morning 
And bring me round and I a cup of tea Kiss me goodnight, Sergeant Major Sergeant Major, be a father to me Vesta Tilly with jolly good luck to the girl who loves a soldier. Before that was Arthur Askey with Kiss Me Goodnight, Sergeant Major, and starting off our set was Bitter Ruin with Soldier. And an interesting side note about that last song, which was very quiet, we know, but it is a vintage. It's very old. It's a very old recording. Uh, Vesta Tilly was one of the most famous 
quote-unquote impersonators of her era. She was a drag king. She was. And a very good one. Very well known and very popular yes, at the one, time. I think the most popular, and they called them impersonators. Yes. The most popular impersonator of Victorian England, by some accounts. Yeah. And she was a singer and a dancer and did all kinds of interesting stuff, and you should look her up online because she's a cool lady. Yes, she also made a, quite an attractive dude. She was a very cute gentleman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very well-dressed. Very dapper. Yes, very dapper, very, very, very cute. And 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 it actually was a very common thing. There were actually a lot of male impersonators, just like female, impersonators, female impersonators at the time. And, they and, tried to make you believe the Victorian area was very stodgy and yes. everything was very proper and people didn't do that sort of thing. But actually, just like almost every era that was very stodgy yes. on on a proper social level, it meant the underground went way crazy. Yes. And there were a lot of all-female impersonator clubs and where it was all women and women dressed like men and same thing was on the male side. Yeah, it was a lot more interesting than the history books lead you to believe. Yes, and if you ever listen to Steampunk After Dark, you can learn a whole bunch of things about that because Poppy and Percy like to explain the dark and seedy side of the Victorian era. Yeah, your your grandparents weren't as sweet and innocent, or your no. great grandparents weren't as sweet and innocent as, and chaste as they would like you to believe. No. Yeah, no, people have been people for as long as people have they've been, people. been around. Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. Shocking, but true. Shocking. People but true. are people. Your grandparents were just like you. Yeah, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. Or kind of reassuring. Yes, either way. (laughs) Don't run away, mister. Oh, stay and play, mister. Don't worry if you hear the sirens go, though. I'm not a lady of the highest virtue. I wouldn't dream of letting anything hurt you. So before you go, I think you ought to know. I've got a cozy flat. There's a place for your hat. I'll wear a pink chiffon negligee gown. And do I know myself? But if that's not enough, I've got the deepest shelter in town. I've got a room for two. A radio that's new An alarm clock that won't let you down And I've got central heat But to make it complete I've got the deepest shelter in town Every modern comfort I can just guarantee If you hear the siren call Then it's probably me And sweetie, to reverse, I'll keep you on the alert. I won't even be wearing a frown. So you can hang around here until the all clear in the deepest shelter in town. Now, honey, I don't sing of an Anderson thing. Climbing in one, you look like a clown. But if he came here to see, why, Sir John would agree. I've got the deepest shelter in town. Now, Mr. Morrison says he's getting things done, and he's a man of the greatest renown. 
But before it gets wrecked, I hope you'll come and inspect the deepest shelter in town. Now, I was one of the first to clear my attic of junk. But when it comes to shelters, nowadays it's all bunk. So, honey, don't get scared. It's there to be shared, and you'll feel like a king with a crown. So please don't be mean, better men than you have been in the deepest shelter, the neatest shelter, the deepest shelter in town. Have you ever been convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor? That's robbery, airship theft, that sort of thing? Convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor? Me? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, no, no, no. Definitely no. Don't look at me. I'm just here for moral support in that I actually have morals. This is just payback for that time that I... Well, it's payback for a lot of things, isn't it? Now, why would I do that? Because you're petty and vindictive and you don't want me to have nice things. Like the presidency. What's that you have in your hand, boy? Pass it over. A telegram. Oh dear. Seems someone has been biting me. Fetch me my trousers at once. No, not those. Those are my time travel trousers. Those are my tea trousers. That's it. Those ones. My fighting trousers. foray into the rap business and the scene you portray. See, I don't normally approve of war games, but he's buying is what they all say. And by Harry, they might be right. This is hip-hop, not an Elvis night. Show this professor impersonation. Let it end now, it's impertinent waiting. You seem a reasonable chap. What you need to do is rap and not parody chap-hop, because that's not proper. Just not cricket. Put away your ukulele or I'll tell you where to stick it. I... Don't like your tweet, sir. We'll teach you the professor's ready. Not. Let's see who strikes the loudest. Lou. Put on my fighting trousers. I've got super producers and fans that play me. You have a granddad's moustache and a ukulele. Don't look around, sir. I'm speaking to you. Roll up your shirt sleeves. Queensbury rules. Never test professors with the cleverest wit. Let's settle this like gentlemen armed with heavy sticks on a rotating plate with spikes like Flash Gordon. And you're Peter Duncan. I gave you fair warning when this George Formby clue is performing audiences go home before he begins talking a new career might be more rewarding i'm a bright bright and clear your raps piers morgan i don't like your tweet sir will teach you the professor's ready not let's see who strikes the loudest Lou. put on my fighting trousers i've not seen you at cyphers or workshops with kids or gigs dear sir you're not worthy of this sold out to coca-cola used for a trend and that means you're banned from using a pen hope it's safe to assume you won't do it again set foot on my stage and get ruined again be out mr b i set the egg timer there's not room in town for two gentlemen rhymers leave town by the end of this instrumental yours etc etc sincerely and so forth professor elemental 
don't like your tweet, sir. We'll teach you the professor's ready. Not. Let's see who strikes the loudest. Lou, put on my fighting trousers. Oh. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jeffrey, but it, it gets my goat. Gets my dander right up. Bloody told him. No, no jazz solo. This is supposed to be a diss song. Jeffrey, get off the drums.
that's Elbow with Grounds for Divorce. Before that, we had Professor Elemental with Fighting Trousers. And starting off our set was Florence Desmond with The Deepest Shelter in Town. And yes, that was a dirty song that your grandparents sang. No. That, yeah. No, mine did, would not sing that. Yeah. No, they did. Oh. Everybody's grandparents sang that song. It was a big hit in the day. It makes me t- very uncomfortable. Should push a button. We should. <laughs>
This is why we fight When we die We will die With our arms unbound This is why This is why we fight So come to me Come to me now Lay your arms around me And this is why This is why No automatons or dogs allowed. Why aren't automatons or dogs allowed to go in? Emmett. They just don't want automatons or dogs to go in. Everybody does what they want to, Poppy. There's a hardware store just down the street that doesn't let bearded ladies or horses into the store. Further ahead, there's a drug store. Yesterday I was with a friend who had a kangaroo. I said, may we? No, we don't want any kangaroos here. They don't like them. What can I tell you? But we let everybody onto our airship. No. From now on, we'll write it too. Is there anybody you don't like? Koalas. What about you? I don't like Visigoths. Starting tomorrow, we'll write no koalas and Visigoths allowed. I'm sick and tired of all these Visigoths mucking around with things. Yeah.
the noise of the river to ride. Don't mind it, cause the man with the whiskers has a lot behind it, but he can keep punching with that victory crew. And you make me punch you with that thoughtful move. I wanna give my all if I'm gonna give it, but I gotta get the shot I if I'm gonna rip it. So bail outside with the milk garage. Cut me down, patriotic, it's a sabotage. some problems that have worried us all quite a lot. How can we live when the price of our food is 14 and threepence per butt? But the thing that worries me and the whole darn family is where can poor Pa go in the blackout? Where can poor Pa go at nights? He can't find his way to his favourite club. He can't find his pals cause he can't find the pub. So where does poor Pa go in the blackout? He stays home and glares at the kids. He grumbles at mother, she grumbles at him, and says, well, go out, I'm not keeping you in. So father goes out in the blackout, although it is pouring with rain. And just as he gets out, then off goes the sire, and so he comes right home again. Where can poor Pa go in the blackout? Where can poor Pa go at nights? There aren't any pools, and he doesn't play nap. His coat's in the tool shed, he can't find his cap. So what does Pa do in the blackout? He sits home and mopes by the fire. He can't spend his money, and Mother knows that. She takes it all from him to buy a new hat. So Father, he curses the blackout and says it will drive him insane. He pops his head out, and then off goes the siren, and so he pops it back again. We know where the flies go in winter. We've all known that old one for years. And most of our lads have by now found the daughter of Mamselle from Armentiers. But there's one thing must remain. So I ask you once again, what can poor Pa do in the blackout? What can poor Pa do at nights? If he gets to the pub, well, it's tenpence a pint. It costs him at least 30 bob to get tight. So what does Pa do in the blackout? He just sits at home and looks glum. He started on fretwork, he painted the bath. But Mother sat in it, we didn't half laugh. And Father was out in the blackout. And Mother screamed out with the pain. And as soon as he heard it, he thought was a sire, and so he rushed right home again. Where can poor Pa go in the blackout? Where can poor Pa go at nights? His pals are all stuck in their homes just like him. They cannot get out, so they got to stop in. So what can poor Pa do in the blackout? He says that it's driving him mad. 
He puts on the wireless, and what does he get? Just haw haw and boo hoo, and they're pretty wet. So he tries to go out in the blackout, but he goes and falls right down the drain. He limps back to mother, and she tells him he's drunk, and so he limps right out again. That's Norman Long with Where Does Poor Pa Go in the Blackout? He goes to the bar, basically, is the unspoken part of that song. He's going to the bar, guys. Uh, before that, we had Beryl Davis and the Squadronaires with Milkman, Keep Those Bottles Quiet. And starting off our set was the Decemberists with This Is Why We Fight. But you don't have to fight. Not with us. Possibly with Australian animals if I draft you into service. After I, we, I'm president. But you don't have to fight with us. I have a better idea. Do you? Think, yes. Do you want to hear it? Sure. I think instead of fighting, mm-hmm. they could dance. Oh. And dance out your feelings, you say? Yes, dance out your feelings. Dance out your... Your, your aggression. Your aggression. Your sadness. Your disapproval of the world. Perhaps your... Your, uh, your anxiousness of this, yes. this, this scary new future that we are facing. It's Don't true. look to the future. Look to the past. Right. And dance out with jazz hands. With jazz hands. Yes. But also... Who should they dance with? Us. <gasps> they should dance with us. Well, they should, there you go. They should come to Arcana in Durham on Saturday, March 26th at 9 p.m., and down, dance out their feelings with us. That's because we're going to be DJing because at Arcana. We're going to be DJing there on Saturday the twenty sixth. You can they can shake their bustles, shake out all of their aggression, shake out all the angst, shake out all the hate, shake out all the misplaced fury. Yes, that apparently is being funneled yes. through the system. I'll bring Hulk hands. They can punch each other with Hulk hands if they really need foam. to feel their foam Hulk hands. There you go. We, I will have that as an option if people need need it. We'll keep them up on the DJ booth. Yes. And if things get a little slow, we'll just hit each other with Yes. Them. And that is part of Captain Piwackets. Yes. Correct? Cap- Captain Piwackets Unauthorized Excursion, a time traveler's ball. Oh, yeah. That was good. We did that good. Yes. Good I job, believe us. I believe admission is $5.00. The door opens at nine. You need it. The if you look at uh, the location of Arcana, it is it says Main Street, but you actually have to go to the West Parish Street entrance in order to yes. get in. So, yeah, no, I we and have never been there before, we are so excited. we are very excited about it because it is a tarot themed bar. It is a tarot themed bar, and I have had this is this is true. I have had several people this week after we attended the Bowie Ball, mentioned, hey, have you heard about that tarot-themed bar in Durham? And I get to say, I have, in fact, because I'm DJing there as part of that darling DJ duo with Emma Davenport on Saturday the 26th. And they get a little weird because I've launched into that announcer voice in a normal conversation. But then they're intrigued. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I would be a little weird weirded out too. if I just suddenly started going. Oh yes. Well, but to be fair, these are all people that know me. Oh, well, so, so they're not that weirded out yeah. by me launching into a, a random voice suddenly. Yes, that is true. We, we are quite used to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> they all know. Yeah, they all know. 
I mean, honestly, a light should pop up or yeah. let us know that it's about to happen. No, but, but no, no. They just know to expect it. Yes. So. Speaking of us. Yes. Speaking of being familiar with us. Oh, yes. If you are not following us on the various social media platforms, you are missing out. Are they? Yes, because just today, as a matter of fact, before we even started recording this episode, I had to eat a Cadbury egg. Oh, that is true. Because we got a $5 donation. We got a $5 donation from John and Emily, and I had to, on Periscope, eat the foul sugar creation that goes by the cursed name Cadbury Cream Egg. And it was not fun, and I did not enjoy it. And if you were following, if you follow us on Twitter, you might have seen the alert pop up on your feed, and that you on got Periscope. to, on yeah. Pe- yeah, that on Periscope, I was eating this horrible creation, and you got to witness it live, and in person. And if you haven't actually seen it when it was happening, you can actually go back for the next twenty four hours and and, and, and watch take it. A look and uh, watch. Well, the by the time horror. that this comes out, uh, it will already have been gone. Oh no, it might still be there. Well, sometimes it. The 24 hours seems to be negligible. Okay. Well, so. you might still be, it might still be up there. And if it's not, and you're sad that you missed it, you could donate $5 to us at clockworkcabaret.com, and I will eat another Cadbury egg. And I will, this time we'll be more smart, and we'll let you know when that's going to happen, so you could tune in to make sure. It was not fun. It was, it was not a happy camper. And it was, actually, I found it pretty enjoyable, yeah, but that's I'm, because I didn't have to do it. I may die of diabetes I, before the end of this I, pledge drive, but I, I, that's whatever. I tend to not... Um, whatever. I, I tend to like to be on the other side of the camera when the, those things are happening. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny that the, the Periscope is set up on your phone so that I always have to be the one that's in front of the camera doing horrible things. It's funny I that how that happened. I also don't make those kind of reckless uh, promises. This is true. It's true. I once drank I'm also, milk. I'm, I once drank milk. But no. if, <laughs> well, if, 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 uh, if you don't have any money to donate to us, sometimes you don't, you can still follow us on social media. You can still spread the good word of the Clockwork Cabaret either by recommending it to a friend or giving us a good review on iTunes. We do no advertising. So the only... <laughs> Emmett is shaking her head. We do no advertising, so the only way people are going to enjoy this show or be brought to the show is if you, the listeners, force people into listening. Or just recommend it to a friend. We did speak to a middle school teacher over the at the Bowie Ball who was making his students listen to us. It's true. Ah, hello, students. Hello. Have you learned anything yet? Uh, we're sorry. The answer is no, they haven't learned. We well, no, they learned. They did learn something today. They learned about Vestatilli. Oh, yes. No, Victoria's, Vic, Victorian Victoria. England's most famous drag king. So yes. they have learned something. Yes. So see, there you go. History credit. Tell your teacher to give you extra points in history. Yes. We could give you some. <laughs> there if, you go. I mean, if you really want to learn something from us, uh, maybe maybe write us a suggestion of something that you would be interested in learning about. Because... I'm not sure if if our listeners realize, but uh, we're, we're big nerds. We're huge nerds. We like to look stuff up. <laughs> also, I I we do. I used to be a librarian. 
And it's so true. research is one of my passions. Especially if it's something nerdy. If you, yeah, if it's something weird and awkward and strange about the Victorian era that you haven't heard us mention yet, yes. we might not know about it. Please tell us. Yeah. Because we love nothing more than weird random information about the Victorian yes. era. Yes, and so if you email us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com or, um, or you can send us a message on Twitter or any of the other social right. media and, and ask us because... Because if we don't know about it, we will we'll look it up and tell you about it. We'll be happy Which to you learn. will probably then be uh, be ter- horrified by what we have found. Or you will appreciate. And, and we our, do tend to be a little America and England focused. Because yes. that's what we, like, unfortunately, that's a lot of what we all hear yes. about. So if you know interesting facts about other countries that happened in that same time period. Yes. Or, or a little before or a little after. And you said, hey, guys, by the way, you didn't mention what was going on in South Africa in the 1800s. Late, the late 1800s. Because it's really interesting. Send us the information. We would love to know. Yeah, we do. We actually really like that. Yeah, stuff. we don't. We don't want to have to be European centric. No, no. We're already. There's we whole, already get irritated by. There's by a being, whole world out there, guys. By being slightly Anglo-centric, because little, we know that bit. we know there's a lot of other stuff, and and we tend to go more Americana because that happens to be <laughs> where we where, where we, we are. are at the moment. But that doesn't mean we don't care about the rest of the world it's in that true. time period. I am fascinated. I am actually very, very keen on the various periods of of the of Japan and China during oh, that 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 whole era. True. And it is fascinating it, to me. Was it the Meiji? I era believe it was the Meiji that they started introducing Western culture. So you got guys in bowlers escorting women in traditional kimonos, yes. and that's like. That's cool. And that's also heck. and then they also were transporting um Japanese and Chinese fabrics to a, right. to to the western world western world and and then yes. we, they were incorporating it well, the I fabrics think, into their Victorian styles and then also shipping them back. And a, and and, so. and art at the time a big part of the impressionist movement was in, heavily inspired by Japanese prints which had yes. just arrived. Yes. And so post impressionists also were super big into that. Also the Kama Sutra which was a <laughs> dirty dirty book. That's dirty. more steampunk after yes, dark. Yes, it is steampunk dark, after dark, but however and it's a little bit of like, you know, However, I was going to say that it's, but that was a very, it was banned in Europe, in most of Europe at the which time. Which just meant that the sales that, went through the yes, roof. Yes, yes, which meant that people would buy it from underground. I love that Europe pretending like, oh no, we don't have any kind of this dirty art. <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, like, they've got the shit well, gig on all their churches, which yes. is a Celtic, filthy, filthy fil- thing. well, it's not a filthy thing, it's just a no. little weird Celtic ancient Celtic thing with a lady exposing her giant genital yes. region to all the masses carved into churches. I mean, I don't know why that that was so, you know. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, England. Stop pretending like you weren't just as dirty as every place well, else. Also, photography was a new thing, and let me just say. And the first thing they made, you know the second movie that was ever yes. made? Porno. Yes. Yes, so so we're Come just, on. we're just throwing that out there. Yeah. This is this is steampunk after dark talk. Oh, it is steampunk after dark talk. However, we however, dark, we are throwing that out there as that that was that were that was some of the historical things going yeah, let's, on. Yeah, you're yeah. Yes, as we said earlier, your grandparents weren't as innocent as yes. they pretended. No, it's true, and so 
All right, should we? Yeah, we should probably. We're going to yeah, run like, over on this yes, episode if we're if not we're careful. careful. Yeah, no, it's. It was back in 1942. I was a member of a good platoon. We were on maneuvers in Louisiana one night by the light of the moon. The captain told us to ford a river. That's how it all begun. We were knee-deep in the big muddy. The big fool says to push on. The sergeant said, sir, are you sure this is the best way back to the base? Sergeant, go on, I forded this river about a mile above this place. It'll be a little soggy, but just keep slogging. We'll soon be on dry ground. We were waist deep in the big muddy. The big fool says to push on. Well, the sergeant said, sir, with all this equipment, no man will be able to swim. Sergeant, don't be a nervous Nelly. The captain said to him, all we need is a little Determination men, follow me, I'll lead on. We were neck deep in the big muddy, the big fools has to push on. All at once, the moon clouded over, we heard a gurgling cry. A few seconds later, the captain's helmet was all that floated by. The sergeant said, Turn around, men, I'm in charge from now on. And we just made it out of the big muddy with the captain dead and gone. We stripped and dived and found his body stuck in the old quicksand. I guess he didn't know that the water was deeper than the place he'd once before been. Another stream had joined the big muddy about a half mile from where we'd gone. We were lucky to escape from the big muddy when the big fool said to push on. Well, I'm not going to point any moral, I'll leave that for yourself. Maybe you're still walking, you're still talking, you'd like to keep your health. But every time I read the paper, them old feelings come on. We're waist deep in the big muddy, the big fool says to push on. Waist deep in the big muddy, the big fool says to push on. Waist deep in the big muddy, the big fool says to push on. Waist deep, neck deep, soon even a tall man will be over his head. Where waist deep in the big muddy, the big fool says to push on. How do you expect to win the election with this army of clowns? Well, I sort of hope the competition would laugh themselves to death. Heartaches 
much that you can suffer. You don't know how much your heart can suffer until you fall in love. Our throbs and heartaches together are that's what love's made of. You don't know how much you can suffer until you fall in
was Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys with Soldiers Came. Before that, we had the Andrew Sisters with You Don't Know How Much You Can Suffer. And starting off our set was Pete Seeger with Waist Deep in the Big Muddy. It's me, Lady Addercup. Are you comfy? Take a seat. Take a load off. I'm here to tell you I'm your candidate, America. These other political parties, they don't know anything about you. They don't know what it's like to struggle on a day-to-day basis. They don't know what it's like to hide from the cops in questionable warehouses. They don't know what it's like to have to steal to make daily ends meet and to get great cars. But I know. I'm your candidate, America. A vote for Lady Addercop is a vote for you. I got ten things to the 
to the wall, my white bag high. Hair lips just like a gun. She's got silver bullets on her tongue. He's deep under her spell. I'm screaming now, but it just won't help. I think I'm cursed. ZZ Ward with Put the Gun Down, and before that we had the Rangatours with Broken Boy Soldier. And that brings us to the end of our show. Which I know you're so sad about. I'd be sad about it if I were them. I know. It's yeah. true. It's true. And I don't think there's anything else that we have to tell them or that we have to say, America. It's true. Um, however, if you if there's a theme... If there's a theme for an episode that you would really like us to do. If you would like to do our job for us. Yes. If you, One yes. might say. Or if you have song su- suggestions or band Ooh, yeah. suggestions, we are always up for it because it is a hard task to find new music and things. And I, and I know that sometimes we, we end up getting stuck on some uh, of the same bands over right, and over again. Right. Mostly because Walter Sickert, like we get Tom we get a little obsessed about them. Right. So if you have music suggestions or theme suggestions or movies kind of that you would like us to parody or anything like that. Or a playlist for a topic or an, perhaps an upcoming party. Yes. Um just email us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com and and drop us a note and let us know because we are we are always 
up for for some input from our listeners. And as a note, if you have suggested things to us in the past and we haven't used them, that does not mean that they won't show up in the future. It just means that sometimes they don't fit with whatever theme we've got going this yeah. week. Believe it or not, these episodes are themed. I know. Yes. I know it's that sometimes to, it's hard to I imagine know that sometimes that. it goes off the rails or it's hard to imagine what the unifying thought was, but we do try to pair the songs and the theme and the quotes all together. Um, we do that better some weeks than others. Uh, yes. Well, it's, we do this a lot. Every week. <laughs> Every week. It gets hard. It's, or it just gets weird. Yes. Um, both of which are possibilities yes, with us. Yes, it's true. And so... It On that is, note. Yes. What are we leaving everyone with? We are leaving them with Vera Lynn and we'll meet again. Which is true, because we'll see you next week. Let's say goodbye with a smile, dear, just for a while, dear, we must part. Don't let this parting upset you, I'll not forget you, sweetheart. We'll meet again, don't know where. Don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just like you always do, till the blue skies chase those dark clouds far away. And I will just say hello to the folks that you know. Tell them you won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as I saw you go, you were singing this song. We'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny Just say hello to the folks that you know. Tell them you won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as I saw you go, you were singing this song. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when, but I know we'll 
We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvellous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey. Broadcasting your marvellous music and sail on to glory. If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K-Cabaret.